What's up, everyone? Welcome to On Tap Bets. I'm your host, Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap. Um, first time on this podcast, and I'm hosting it. It's weird. Um, our most recent host, Joey Ricotta, he's his sister's getting married this weekend. Uh, so he he kindly asked me if I wanted to jump in and do this. Said I could ask someone to do it with him or to do it with. I'm just kind of like, nah. Let's let's just wing this because uh, I don't have a lot of time uh this week but um yeah so he's he's at his sister's wedding i believe so uh congrats to her hope he has a good weekend um so this is my first time on this podcast uh which is weird because i feel like i've kind of been all over the place in the on tap world when it comes to the podcast game um so i'm a little nervous because (laughs) <laughs> this is a betting podcast, so whatever I say here, it's going to come back to haunt me most likely. Um, but th- with that said, I have done very well this year. If you follow Ontap Bets on Twitter, or if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see I've done very well betting the NFL uh, and college football. Unfortunately, the only college football game we got this weekend is the Army and Navy game. And honestly, like I'll give you two 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 cents on it. Just bet the under because I'm pretty sure the under is has hit for 15 straight years in that game. That's all I got for you on that game. Um, but we're going to talk some NFL at the end. I'll have some college basketball bets in the description of the podcast. I'll uh, I'll try to remember to at least put the timestamp of when we get to the college basketball. If you're just here for college basketball, I'm probably just going to kind of swing through on college basketball. I'm not going to have a lot of in-depth analysis on it. I'm going to try and have some for the NFL here. So if you're here for NFL picks on Sunday, uh, let's ride, baby. If you're going to ride with me, let's ride. Um, I, uh, you know, like I said, on tally site, I am number two overall uh, as far as uh, analysts that are out of 361 people on tally site. Um, that's all across sports media. 361 honestly doesn't sound like enough people in sports media, but whatever. All I know is that I'm number two uh, overall. I started off this week bad. I took the Steelers plus three and a half. I took the Steelers money line and I took the under on Thursday night and all three missed and the Steelers were dead. And then they reeled me back into thinking that maybe they'd at least cover. And then Ben Roethlisberger threw a dime to some guy that I can't think of his name. I think he's their tight end, but I don't even know who he is. He had it, and then one of the defenders came in, pushed the ball out. An absolute bad beat as there ever has been uh, after being reeled back in. Um, I had accepted my losses. I was expecting to get trolled on Twitter because I made a video and was like, you guys, Steelers plus three is a lock tonight. <laughs> and I even said the under, and the under was dead after like midway through the third quarter. Uh, obviously, the spread was dead like after the first quarter. Um, but then the Vikings let um, the Steelers back in it. And unfortunately, the Steelers went on to just murder my soul twice in a span of four hours. So uh, if you can do that, you're really, really dead to me, honestly. Um, Betting the Steelers has not been my favorite thing to do this year, and I didn't listen to myself last night. So I guess that's what happens when the other team has Kirk Cousins on their team, uh, who I think is one of the most just average quarterbacks in all of football and not someone that I'm ever going to rely on on a primetime game. (laughs) So 
maybe it was just a bad game to bet. Maybe I should have avoided it overall. So, but that that that's prime time. I'm gonna we're gonna get to Bears Packers on on Sunday night. Um, but with all that said, um, like I said, I've done very well betting the NFL this year, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping, guys. I'm hoping that these I got. I'm gonna give you four picks from three games. All right. I'm not gonna. I I can roll through the slate like the entire slate afterwards and just kind of give you like what I would lean towards. But I got three games, four picks. All right. All right. Well, before the Sunday night game, I got three games, four picks. All right. So that means one of those games, I got two picks for it. Um. So let's start in the noon slate and. Maybe it's because it's December. Maybe it's because like half the league is just hurt and you just you, that or maybe it's just the fact that it's just so unpredictable. Like you can't predict the NFL, which is why it's so incredible to me that I'm I've done as well as I have this year. All that said, though, let's start with the Browns and the Ravens. All right. Now, I kind of went back and forth on it. At first, I was thinking Browns minus three. You know, they lost at Baltimore. They didn't play well. Neither team played well. And honestly, I think everyone would agree with me on this. The Ravens have very, very, very much overachieved. I mean, they're eight and four. And like they just offensively with Lamar Jackson just look completely lost. And we saw it last week against the Steelers, a team that I relied on this week. I mean, maybe it's just the entire AFC North outside of the Bengals, like the Bengals. Like it's wild to me that the Bengals might be the best offensive team in the AFC North. Like the Steelers are inconsistent and you like, you feel like Ben Roethlisberger's done. And it looked like that on Thursday night football, but then he makes the giant comeback. He did that against the Ravens last week. So like, he still has some of it. He just hasn't like, he's just not consistent throughout an entire game, I guess. Um, You know, then you look like like I'm talking, we're talking about the Ravens and the and the Browns right now. I mean, the Browns, they you know, let, let's just go through their schedule. All right, their last they're coming off the bye, so their last game they played Baltimore, I believe, on prime time, lost sixteen to ten. The week before that, they they hosted Detroit. They hosted the Lions, who at the time were winless and won 13 to 10. They won by 3 points against the Lions. And this is talk we're talking about a Browns team that had a lot of expectations coming in. And if you've been following on tap for a while, then you might be a Bears fan. And if you remember the Browns absolutely like just completely demolished the Chicago Bears like in week 3 or 4. So then you look at the game before that, they're at New England who might be the best team in football right now. Lost 45 to 7. <laughs> and then that was after they went to Cincinnati and won 41 to 16. So the last three games for the Browns, even though there's a win in there, they have not played well offensively. They haven't scored more than 10 points in the last three games. And I, you know, I'm not a Baker Mayfield like hater. I know their offense is really based off the run game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know, Odell's finally out of there. Feel like they're off. Like Odell was gone. Remember against Cincinnati, that was the first game without Odell, and they went out and put four, put 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 up forty one points, and then they proceeded to suck offensively the last three weeks. Now they're coming off the bye. So before I considered all of that, when I first looked at it, I was like Browns minus three. Browns minus three. They already lost to Baltimore once. They're hosting Baltimore at home. Baltimore's coming off of honestly a. A, a bad game in which they should have won. I mean, they led the entire way. 
essentially, for most of that game, they led the way, but their offense is so bad right now. So both teams' offenses are like bottom dwelling right now. Like if you like, I don't have the offense, like the season numbers in front of me to compare, but like right now, their two offenses might be the worst in football right now, outside of the like the really bad teams. Like I, I would say their offenses are better than the Bears and the Jets and and all that. But you know, right now both teams they don't have, they don't have a lot of confidence. So it's like. This is a classic AFC North showdown. We're going to see a lot of defense. It's going to be absolutely disgusting. It's December football. So before I tell you who I'm taking on the spread, let it be known. Obviously, I'm taking the under. The under is at 42 and a half right now, I believe. And, uh, you know, that's probably going to change before Sunday. Hell, it might go down. I swear, if it goes up. I mean, slam that under. Like, if it moves up to 43, 44, somehow, some way, slam that under. I'll, I would take the under down to 40 to 41. I don't think I'd go below 41 and a half. If it goes, like, if it, or not 41, if it goes below 41, I probably just avoid it. But right now, at 42 and a half here on Friday, I mean, I, I'm taking that. I'm taking 42 and a half because this game is going to be, ugly these offenses don't have it right now and now they're gonna have to go up against two really good defenses i mean the baltimore defense it ranks number one in rushing yards allowed at 84.3 they their point the points uh points scored allowed or whatever you want to call it 21.7 and then they're number 10 in the league in takeaways uh, you know, and then you look at the Cleveland offense and yeah, their rushing yards, like as, as a team, they, they're, they're ranked number three in the NFL with 147.1. Like that's the only way I feel like that Cleveland has a chance to win is if they get that run game going and they might be able to do that coming off the bye, They might be able to do it. Passing yards are number 20, 24 in the league, averaging 207 yards a game. The overall offense ranks number 17. You know, then you look at Baltimore's offense. They're number five overall, somehow, some way in total yards with 387.9. And they, they're they right there in terms of rushing yards as well. 147.4, they're right below Cleveland. So both of these teams are going to be running the ball. You know the Ravens are going to use Devontae Freeman, who's kind of came on as like a as the 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 cowbell for that for that uh rushing attack. He had a great game last week, and then you know, then you got Lamar Jackson. But I do remember Lamar Jackson was a little hobbled in the last game uh, against Pittsburgh at the end. I don't know how that ankle is going to be. I don't believe he's on the injury report this week, but it is something to monitor, I would say, at least. Like, maybe the Ravens aren't going to want to run in with him as much. Yeah, he's not on the injury report. So it's not something that I guess I would tr- fully worry about. But it is something that I don't know, like, especially in this cold weather, like, they're going to be in Cleveland it's going to like this game is going to be ugly. I don't see it going any other way. I don't see these teams like going neck and neck, like throwing the ball down field and stuff. I just don't see it. Not with the way that the Ravens and the Browns have played in the last month, month and a half. And I, I just don't see it changing. So I love the under. If you, if you want to avoid this spread, I love the under at 42 and a half. I'd play it to 41 or 40 at like, if you really want to play it, I would go down to 40 and that's it. Like playing an under that it goes below 40 is just, it's just asking to be hurt. Like it was like, what was uh, even the, even that Monday night, just like barn burner between the bills and the, between the bills 
between the Bills and the Patriots was kind of like holy shit. Like they like the, even that total didn't like didn't close at the at below forty. So I doubt it goes below any lower than forty and a half or forty one. So I I still love it there. Um, so as far as the spread, as far as the spread, I think I'm kind of leaning into it. I'm taking the Ravens plus three. I hate it. Like I hate saying it because the Ravens, like beginning of the year, remember, like they kind of su- surprised some people and they were playing well despite all the injuries. And now the last like month, month and a half, those injuries are starting to show. And they also like I don't know. They're just finding a way to win games. Like as weird as it is, like you know, they should have won last week at Pittsburgh. I mean, they lost by one. And they they almost won if they would just would have hit that two point conversion. You know, they beat Cleveland at home. <laughs> Bears fans, if you're listening, like the Bears should have beat them <laughs> at home. Uh, and that wasn't even with that was without Lamar Jackson. That game was just a. That was not even that was more so on the Bears losing that game than it was the Ravens. And then Thursday night, four four weeks ago at Miami, at the time, Miami just absolutely terrible. They lost 22 to 10. Like they just haven't played well over the last month offensively and just really as a team overall. But they still have a lot of weapons and they still have a great run or great defense that's gonna keep them in games. Um so that's like that's what kind of scares me about it. This is a divisional game, you know. The Browns and them have a great rivalry, and it's like honestly just a bat a battle of just two teams that just need a win. Like they both of these teams need a win in a big way. Uh, the Ravens need a win, just you know, coming off like a bad loss in their eyes probably, and the Browns need a win because they just haven't looked good. And they're six and six. And they're a team that was like talked about being in the AFC championship, like, you know, conversation. And they're six and six. Like they basically need to win out. They're right there in the playoff chase, but they definitely need this win more than the Ravens do. My thing is, is like, I just don't trust the Browns offense more than I do the Ravens. And that's why I'm taking the Ravens to cover three. Now, if it was reverse and the Browns were underdogs at home, I'd slam the Browns. But I like the Ravens as three-point underdogs at home. I feel like it's going to come down to a field goal or something like that. And, you know, we can get into trends here, right? You know, as far as the underplay, the Ravens are – the under is 4-0 and in the Ravens' last four games. The under is 5-0 and in the Ravens' last five games as a road underdog. And the under is 5-0 and in the Ravens' last five road games. Like, I don't know how to say it. Like, the trends are saying slam the under. All right? And then if you look at the spread – the Browns are one and six and one against the spread in the last eight games following the bye week, which means in recent years, in the last eight years, the Browns have been terrible off the bye. As Bears fans, we know we suck off the bye as well. I don't. I I know his new coach in the last couple of years, and like it's hard to really use that as a as a telling thing, but it is something that. It's the Browns. You know their history. Like I, I can't, I can't rely on them to win money on Sunday. I, I just can't. And then, let's see what else. The Browns are two and thirteen and one against spreading their last sixteen home games versus a team with a winning road record. 
that's I mean, that's the Ravens. They've played well. They're eight and four overall. They have a winning road record. And they're just they haven't played well against winning teams at home uh that play well on the road. I I again I don't know if I don't know if the Ravens are gonna win this game, but I do think they're gonna keep it within three points, and at the very least they're gonna push because it's three. So I don't know, guys. Feel free, tweet at me on Twitter at Cody on tap. Give me your thoughts on this Ravens Browns game. If you're gonna bet it, how you feel about it. You know, to finish it out, the Ravens are 10 and 2 and 1 against the spread in the last 13 meetings in Cleveland. So they have played well in Cleveland. Um, you know, the favorite is 4 and 0 against the spread in their last four meetings. Now that helps the Browns. That kind of that that is a little telling, I guess. Again, it depends on how much of a trends person you are. I'm a big trends guy. I'm not really using trends as a reason to why I'm betting the Ravens on this game, but it, they do help me. Uh, <laughs> they do help me make my decision. I won't lie. Um, the Ravens are four and zero against the spread in the last four meetings of this game as well. So, and they covered last last time they played. It was a three point uh, three point spread. Ravens were the favorite because they were at home. So it's basically vice versa. Again, the the slate of games this week are not great. And I'll go through them at the end, and you'll probably understand why I'm saying that. So um, let's move on to the next game, uh, <laughs> another noon game. We got New Orleans traveling to the New York uh, Jets. And uh, I will admit, I bet the Jets last week. And for a little bit, it actually looked like they might cover the five and a half against the Eagles without Jalen Hurts. I think it was Mike Glennon. Was it? No, it was. That's the Giants. I can't remember who started for uh, the Eagles in that game. Oh yeah, it was Gardner Minshew. Um, you know, Zach Wilson had probably his best game of the year last week, and uh, you know that's you know good for him. Uh, I still think Justin Fields is better than him. Uh, whatever. Um, but I like the Saints this week. Uh, because <laughs> similar to the last two teams I talked about, the Saints are in like they have to basically win out. They don't have Jameis Winston anymore. Obviously, Drew Brees ain't coming back. So right now, their quarterback situation is honestly it's worse than the Bears' quarterback situation. If you really wanna you wanna talk about the future, Taysom Hill. He's I think he's a solid piece in terms of like how the how the Saints run their offense. Sean Payton, he's very offensive guru, makes guys look better than they really are. Uh, but last week he was, he was awful, which means he can't get any worse. And I feel like that, that means he is going to um, at least have a better week this week. And I, the reason I believe that they're going to have a better week this week is Alvin Kamara is finally back this week. As far as I, like he is probable as of a Wednesday, um, you know, he's going to be back. I know, Mark Ingram's is going to be out because of COVID, but they're just going to give a heavy dose to Alvin Kamara. And when you look at the the numbers, all right, the Saints or the the Jets defense is, <laughs> I mean, they're at the bottom of the league in a lot of stats, but they're number twenty nine in the league in terms of yards allowed to opposing uh, rushing offenses, allowing one hundred thirty three point four yards per game. Um, they allow their last in the league in points allowed um, at 30.6. Um, 
you know, they allowed 396 point yards per game, 396.8 yards per game. And then they even pass it, they allow teams to pass it around. I don't know how much the Saints are going to pass around. I really think they're just going to feed Alvin Kamara as much as possible. Maybe throw some balls to him in the flat, maybe run some screen passes. I mean, I just, I'm, I fail, I, I refuse to really believe that the Saints are done. Uh, not with Sean Payton at the coach. And I know the Saints have not been good. But, again, they played some tough teams. And, again, they are now on their second or third string quarterback. And Trevor Simeon was, you know, he he had some nice games. But, he, I mean, he just isn't as versatile, I guess you could say, as Taysom Hill is. I mean, let's go through the Saints schedule. They lost by 10 points to Dallas. They lost by 1,000 to fucking Buffalo. They lost to Philadelphia by 11 points. They lost to Tennessee by two points. And they lost to the Falcons by two points as well. So they have lost five in a row. No better way to snap a losing streak than playing the Jets, guys. I mean, the Jets have three wins this year. And honestly, that's good for them. Like, I, they, they, they normally don't win that many games. Um, they're coming off. They, the Jets have lost four of their last five. They lost by 15 to the Philadelphia. They beat Houston, which Houston's just as bad as the Jets. So what is that there? They lost the Dolphins. They lost the Bills. They lost to the Colts. Um, and yet they somehow beat the Bengals and they've somehow beat the Titans. It's wild. I, that's the NFL for you. But right now, you just can't like when you look at that that game. You're either betting the Saints or you're avoiding it because you can't bring yourself to bet the to bet the Jets. And I just think the Saints are in a nice position here to get an early lead and then run out the clock. I feel like that's what they're going to do because Alvin Kamara is going is going to be back, and the Saints have a great defense. Their defense has kept them in games all season. Now you look at the Saints' defense; they are number five in the league in yards allowed. They allow ninety six point four yards per game on the ground. And, you know, they're ranked 12th in the league in takeaways. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't see how the Saints are not going to win by a touchdown, especially when the Jets are in the bottom of the league in turnovers, too, like as far as turning the ball over. Like they're really bad at that. And then their rush offense uh, is also bad. So if they can't run the ball, especially with Michael Carter out, like they're going to rely on Zach Wilson a lot. And I just don't know if Zach Wilson is ready to, to do that yet on a consistent basis. Again, he had a great game last week, but they still lost by 15. This spread is at five and a half because the public or the Vegas doesn't know what they're going to get out of the saints saints. Again, they have to win this week. If they want to have a chance at the postseason, losing five in a row, Nothing better to snap that than facing the Jets, the goddamn Jets. So I like the Saints, minus five and a half. The over-under total is at 43. I kind of like the under. I There's so many unders you can bet in the NFL in December because it's like the weather is so telling and everything. They're at New York. Maybe the under. It's not my play. If I were to play it, I would take the under. But Saints, minus five and a half. Seems like the play for me in this game. So, uh, again, tweet at me, at Cody on tap, if you guys want to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear them. Um, so, yeah. So, that's a noon slate. Let's – there's the, – if you thought the noon slate was disgusting, the 3 p.m. slate sucks too. Like, it's just 
awful. I don't like any of the games. There's only one game I like, and it's the game that everyone likes. And it's the Bills traveling down to Tampa Bay to play Tom Brady. They're he just they just lost to Tom Brady's old team, and now they're gonna go take another L from uh Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. And uh I just gave it to you. I'm taking the Bucks minus three and a half. And the only reason I'm taking the Bucs is because there's just still a lot more questions coming out of Buffalo. I took Buffalo to beat New England at home in that weather. Of like a like a like in that weather, I felt like the Bills are there. I mean, the Patriots are used to that kind of weather too, but I just feel like like they had so much more an advantage there, especially with the crowd, and they and they failed to do it. Had they were inside the the red zone at the end of the game twice and failed to score against that defense. Now the the Buccaneers defense is not nearly as good as the Patriots. I'll give it that much, but it is still very good. Pay, uh, the Buccaneers gave up 17 points uh, last week, mainly 10 because the, there were seven, seven of, those, of those points. Uh, Tom Brady threw a pick six. It was the weirdest pick six. He It was it was like a three-yard pick six. Uh, so it was a weird thing that you don't see Tom Brady do very often, um, but they were deep in their own territory. He threw like a uh, pass over a, a, on a fade route and some guy picked it off and, and ran it for a touchdown. That was the last points the Falcons scored in that game. They didn't score at all in the second half. So now the Bills, I think they're a better offensive team than the Falcons who the who uh, the Buccaneers played last week. But I do think that this Bills offense, it's so inconsistent. Like, let's go through some of these games here. All right, so they lost 14 to 10 on Monday night football. I mean, we just talked about it with the weather being a huge factor. Um, and I took the bills because the week before in new Orleans, they won 31 to six and they dominated that entire second half. And I thought at some point the bills were going to just be able to put up more points and they just didn't, they simply did not. They had all the chances that loss was on them more so than I thought the Patriots winning the game personally. And then you'll look at, the week before against Indianapolis, they lost 41 to 15. Now, the Colts, I think, are a really good team, maybe a little bit more um, more surprising that they're as good as they are. No one thought Carson Wentz would be as good as he has been. So maybe make that a wash. You know, they destroyed the Jets 45 to 17. And but they lost the Jaguars nine to six. Like <laughs> Like what? And they beat Miami 26 to 11. They lost to the Titans in a really close game, 34, 31. They beat the chiefs 38 to 20. I remember betting that game and that back then the chiefs are really struggling. So that's all the way back to early October. I mean, ever since they beat the chiefs, they haven't really been that great of a team since they beat the chiefs. They have one, two, three, four, they have four losses. One, two, three, they're, they're three and four. They're three and four since, they, since they beat the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football at Kansas City. Josh Allen, I think he's great, but they don't have a run game. They really don't. I mean, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, they're nice, but they don't have a true cowbell. Like they, I feel like that's what they really need to like give someone some consistent carries. I don't know. Like Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I don't – their offense is just kind of like you can't trust it. Now they're going down to Tampa Bay to play a Bucks team that you can argue, I feel like, if, is the best team in the NFC. I mean, they've won three in a row. Their losses were to Washington coming off the bye, which no one expected. 
but they follow that up with three wins against the Giants, Colts, and Falcons. Now, the Colts are probably the best team out of those three, in which they won by seven points. Um, so take that with a grain of salt, I guess, in terms of how they've responded since that loss against the the, the Washington football team. Um, you know, they lost to the Saints. They murdered the Bears. Uh, they <laughs> Everyone's murdering the Bears. It just makes me laugh. Um, you know, they've murdered a lot of teams. They, they beat up on the, the Dolphins early in the year, which the Dolphins are a completely different team now. They, they they barely beat the Patriots. Patriots complete different team than two. Right now, as we speak, though, you when you look at those three wins over the Giants, Colts, and Falcons, the run game has really been like just like killing people. Leonard Fournette is just taking off. And again, I just said that about the Bills. They don't really have that. I feel like the Buccaneers they're going to run the ball and then they're going to use uh, Tom Brady hitting up Gronk because ever since Gronk came back from injury, he's been. He's been killing it. Um, so, to me, the safe play is taking the Bucks minus three and a half. Now, if you don't want to take the spread, I do like the under. The over-under right now is at 53 and a half. And I hate being someone who just bets unders. I swear to you, I'm not someone who bets unders. But when the later we get into the year in the NFL, there's so many more injuries and there's so many more uh, you know, so many things to play for that somehow, some way, defenses find a way to get more stops than you expect. It's a lot more longer drives. And I mean, the over under last week with the Buccaneers and the Falcons was at 50 and a half. If you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted out like that was my lock of the week and it looked dead at halftime. I mean, it was what the, the Buccaneers led um, 21 to 17 at halftime. The over under on that was 50 and a half for the game. And it didn't hit because in the second half, they started running the ball a lot more and we had longer drives and the Falcons helped with a few turnovers. And when I just say all of that, I kind of get the same vibe from the from the Bills. Like, I feel like the Buccaneers are going to put up points, but are the Bills going to put up points? And are they going to put up points in bunches? I don't see either team. And if there is a team that does it, it would be the Buccaneers. I don't see either team putting up points in bunches. I think this is going to be a battle all the way down to the very end. I think if the over does hit, it will be in the final minutes. And I I can't bring myself to take an over on this game when you just don't know what you're going to get out of the Bills offense right now. That's my thing. Now, if the Bills offense was a little bit more consistent, I'd be slamming the over, uh, even at 53 and a half. But it's just it's hard for me to do that. You know, you look at the team's offense and defense. Um, the Tampa Bay defense they they ranked number three in the league in in, in takeaways uh, with twenty four. And then you know maybe like it, that might scare you and taking the under because you know one one or two pick sixes or a pick six and a fumble recovery or whatever in someone else's territory that boosts that over right up. So I understand taking the over there, but if the Bills find a way to just take care of the ball, they'll be in this game. Now, another thing, the Tampa Bay defense, everyone knows their rush defense is like the one of the best in the league. The number two, they only allow 84 yards uh, a game. And, you know, they, <laughs> they've, they've had some games where they've allowed rushing yards, but this Buffalo D or not, not this Buffalo, this Buffalo offense run game, it's pretty mediocre, like I was saying. I mean, they are number twelve in the league in terms of rush yards per game, but you got to add in, or yeah, you got to add in 
Josh Allen getting those rush yards too. So this year, I feel like they've been trying to avoid Josh Allen running a lot more because they need him to be healthy for the playoffs, which makes sense. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But um, again, you look at Tampa Bay's offense, they're number one in passing yards, 311 per game from Tom Brady. And they're number two in yards per game at 403. Like they're, they're doing their part. I just don't know if the bills are going to do their part. And that's why I lean the under on this game because there's just no, I just don't see the bills putting up a touchdown in every quarter. I don't. And uh, they might score multiple touchdowns in a certain quarter, but to hit that 53 and a half, they're going to have to score a touchdown in every quarter. And I don't see it. I just don't. Um, you want to look at the trends? <sighs> Let's see. We got <laughs> the trends. Here we go. The Bills are 6-0 and in their last six games as an underdog uh, in terms of the over. The over is 6-0 and in the Bills' last six games as an underdog. The over is 4-0 and in the Bills' last, last four games as a road underdog. Um, <laughs> that goes against everything I said. But again, uh, take take the trends for what you will. Um, Tampa Bay, the under is 5-0 and in the Buccaneers' last five games on grass, which they play on grass. I don't think they play on turf in, in uh, Tampa Bay. Um, the Buccaneers are 4-0 against the spread their last four games as a home favorite. They're 4-0 against the spread their last four home games overall. Um, and the under is 5-1 and the Buccaneers' last six games in week 14, if that if that, if that rattles you. Um, the favorite is 4-0-1 against the spread the last 15 or the last five meetings in this matchup. So, and then the home team in this, in this matchup is 4-0-1 against the spread the last five games as well. So, um, again, I just, I, there's some things that lean Buffalo's way and there's some things that lean Tampa Bay. That's, this is the, that's the part of gambling, right? We just don't know. I can't tell you that this is for sure a hundred percent going to happen. I mean, I tried to do that last or Thursday night with the Steelers and look what happened. I got murdered. My soul got murdered twice by the Steelers. Um, but if I'm betting this game, I'm taking Tampa Bay and I'm taking the under, um, because I just feel like there's going to be some long drives. Both teams going to run the ball. Um, and then Tom Brady will take his shots whenever they establish that run game. Um, you can't say the same thing about the Bills. I don't like they're going to try and run the ball maybe. And then if it doesn't work, they're just going to be throwing the ball and they're going to just put like Josh Allen, like Josh Allen's going to have to carry them. He can do it, but I don't know if he can do it for a full game. So we'll see. <clears throat> now, let's get to Sunday Night Football. This is, do we have to talk about this game? Bears Packers. Let's talk about how it's absolutely disgusting that the NFL didn't flex this game out. Like, why didn't they put Bills and Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football? Like, that would have been better. Am I like I'm not wrong? They should have flexed this game out, put the Bills and the Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football. Oh, I forgot to mention too. Bills are coming off a short week, which doesn't bode well for them in the following week as well. That's the last thing I got on that game. So, yeah, Sunday Night Football, Bears-Packers, the spread is 12 and a half. <laughs> Imagine it being in the Bears' favor. 
but it's not. Definitely is not. It is definitely in the Packers' favor. It is absolutely disgusting. The Bears are four and eight. Packers are nine and three. The Packers are the best team in football when it comes to covering the spread. They are ten and two against the spread this year. You, it, it, I mean, everyone. If you follow me, you know I'm a Bears fan. It disgusts me that the Packers. Not only are they a good team because they win games, but they are a great team because they cover. It disgusts me. But you know what? I've made a ton of money off the Packers this year. So, I mean, I can't be that upset. So, um, I got three plays for this game. All right. I like the Packers in the first half, minus seven. Um, reason being is the last time the Bears and Packers played, so like at Lambeau, so last season, the Packers were up 17 and nothing at half, or they were up 17 points at halftime. And we've seen. The Bears, they have struggled to score points in the first half all season, and then they decide to score points in the second half. And a lot of that is because defenses are not not giving as much pressure uh, or pressure, uh, you know what I mean, pressure uh, on their receivers out of the box, and it's allowing teams to just march or the Bears to march down the field, and then only to watch the Bears either fuck up or kick a field goal. More often than not, they're kicking a goddamn field goal. Um, so I I like the Packers in the first half minus seven, and I do like the Packers minus twelve and a half. It I I hate it. Like I'm a Bears fan. Like if I but if I'm gonna bet this game, it's prime time. Sunday night football. Sunday night carry. But it's death taxes, and I've been waiting all day for a Sunday night. If I'm gonna bet this game, I can't bet the Bears. I just can't. They are bad. They are horrific. And even as a Bears fan, I kind of want the Bears to lose. That way, it's just even more reason for the Bears to fire their coaching staff and fire their front office and just send all of them straight on a rocket straight to the sun. Like, there's just no possible way in my eyes, even with Aaron Rodgers and his immunized fucking toe, there's no possible way for me to really think that the Bears are going to cover this spread. There's just not because even with Justin Fields coming back, even with Allen Robinson coming back, I, I yeah, the pack like it's it's a tale as old as time when it comes to this this battle this this series of game like the this this rivalry, especially on prime time, Akeem Hicks coming back too. I it's just so hard for me to believe that the Bears are going to even to not to not lose by less than two touchdowns. Now, if the game plan is similar to last week, now the Bears against the Cardinals, they lost by what, 12 points? I think they ended up losing by 12 points last week. Um, and it should have been less if they wouldn't have fucked themselves multiple times. They lost, No, they lost by 11. They lost 33 to 22 against the Cardinals at home. The Cardinals, 10 and 2, one of the best teams in the league. Like there was no shot, no Bears fan with a realistic mindset had thought that they had a shot spread in that game was seven and a half in which they lost the bears have also failed to cover the spread the last three games they've failed to cover the spread in three four five six of the last seven games they and if you want to go even deeper they have failed to cover the spread in six seven seven of their last nine games one two yeah nope seven of the last ten games they have been one of the worst teams against the spread folks like how can like Again, this don't take this away from my Bears family. I love the Chicago Bears. Unfortunately, I wish I didn't. But if I'm going to put money, might as well 
just put an emotional hedge on there and not and, and bet the Packers. Like I might as well because I just have no faith in this team putting up points consistently. Justin Fields, that doesn't mean I don't believe in Justin Fields. I believe in him. I think he has a bright future, but he just missed the last couple games because of his ribs. So he's coming back against Green Bay, Rusty, at Lambeau Field. Are you kidding me? Like, I I can't do it. I can't do it. He's going to be Rusty. But if he isn't, like, <laughs> like talking about betting it and talking about my fandom at the same time is just, it's not fun. So, again, if I put on my gambling hat, talk about Justin Fields, who hasn't played in the last couple weeks because of an injury. He's back this week. He's got a full week of practice, blah, blah, blah. I get it. You got David Montgomery, who's been running the ball down people's throats. I get it. Now, the Bears are going to cover the spread. It's going to be because they don't turn the ball over like they did against the Cardinals, back-to-back possessions. And it's going to be because they're able to manage the clock and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. I understand Aaron Rodgers has that broken toe or whatever. And that might be the only reason that you might want to bet the Bears. Again, I lean the Packers because it doesn't matter. It quite literally doesn't matter. The Packers have a great run game. they got a great pass game. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, death taxes, uh, Rodgers to Adams for a touchdown almost every freaking game. It, the, the connection they have, it disgusts me. As a Bears fan, it absolutely disgusts me. If you think about it from a gambling uh, standpoint or a fantasy football standpoint, it is beautiful. I, I hate saying it. I hate saying it, but it is. So, again, Packers coming off the bye. I believe they're coming off the bye. But they they were two-point underdogs at home against the Rams. And (laughs) they won by 10 points. I I, I don't even know what Vegas was thinking then. Uh, But either way, they're, they're, they're coming off the bye. They've been preparing for the Bears the last two weeks. Hell, they probably hadn't even been preparing for the last two weeks. Probably just this week because they know it's the Bears. I mean, that's how much Aaron Rodgers has owned the Bears like the last decade. Like he just knows. He knows how the game is going to go. He knows what what's going to happen. It's going to be grinded out. The Bears are going to have some possessions where they look like a like competent team, and then they have a couple possessions where Rodgers just runs, takes takes the Packers down the field, scores, and it's just painful. So. Again, that's a little bit more on my my fandom side. Now, 12 and a half is a, is a big spread. It is. And I hate betting that big of a spread, on, especially on the NFL. And maybe if this game wasn't on primetime, and maybe if this game wasn't at Lambeau Field, I would take the Bears to cover it. But primetime at Lambeau Field, the weather is going to – I mean, I thought the weather was going to favor the Bears last week against a team that plays in a dome out west in freaking – in a desert. And it turns out it didn't matter. You get the better coach on the Packers side. I'm taking the Packers minus 12 and a half, and I'm taking the Packers first half minus seven. Now, if you don't want if you don't like that 12 and a half, I suggest taking the Packers minus seven in the first half because that's just a touchdown. I think the Packers will be beating that by the end of the first quarter. I truly do. Now, if you don't want to bet on either team, I like the under at 43. Now, if we look at the head-to-head, the last, like, I don't know, five games, the last last time they played in October, Green Bay won 24-14. Packers cover five and a half, and the over-under was 44, in which it went under. They missed it by a touchdown. 
and I believe in that game, Justin Fields played. It was one of the first like games that Justin Fields played. Now, that's the only thing that kind of scares me about the under is we just don't know what Justin Fields is going to be. Now, the it also scares me if the Bears turn the ball over in their own territory like they did last week, then it's kind of like, fuck. But with the it's likely going to just be absolutely freezing. It's going to be Sunday night, no sun, in freaking Green Bay, Wisconsin. You know the only people who want to be at in that location at that time, this time of the year? These motherfucking cheeseheads in freaking Wisconsin, this assembly line of spotted cow drinkers, okay? Like, that's it. That's literally it. Those are the only people who want to actually be there. So, at 43 points with the weather, the questions from the Bears offense outside of the run game, like Justin Fields is going to have to make throws. And I think he can make some nice plays, but can we trust Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor to give the Bears a good, a good, a call a good game? <laughs> Why am I asking that question, folks? Why am I asking that question? I shouldn't have to ask it because we already know the answer. There's just no way. Can the Bears put up more than 14 points on the Green Bay Packers? Can they do it? They're off, their defense is good enough, especially with Akeem Hicks coming back. Got Robert Quinn. The no Khalil Mack, but still, Robert Quinn's been great. Revenge game for Robert Quinn. Or no, no. I'm thinking about fucking Julius Peppers for some fucking reason. Sorry. Not a revenge game. Uh, Adrian Amos, a revenge game. Um, which, pain. <laughs> um, but last game went under. The two games before that went over, but that was because the Packers were able to put up a ton of points. They put up 35 points uh, at Soldier Field last year, and they put up 41 points uh, the game before that at Lambeau Field. I think the Bears' defense is a lot better than last year, and we've seen it all season, and that's what's kind of made it frustrating, especially with Akeem Hicks coming back, especially you got Jalen Johnson going to be probably all over Devontae Adams the entire game. You got Allen Robinson coming back, so that's going to be able to extend Bears drives, hopefully, if Fields actually throws in the ball. <sighs> you know, I there's just a lot of – to me, I, I lean the under because I can't trust the Bears to score, and that's why I'm taking the Packers minus 12 and a half. I'm taking the Packers minus 7 the first half. I literally – like, if you want to put your trust in the Chicago Bears, go ahead, folks. Go ahead. I'm letting you know now. There's pain ahead in your day. Like, there's pain ahead. I don't see it happening. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Packers minus seven. Packers minus 12 and a half. All right. Um, again, tweet at me at Cody on tap if you want to <laughs> try and change my mind. I I'm asking anyone to change my mind, please. Okay. So that was that was the the four, or I guess the, yeah, or I guess they're five picks um, out of four games. Um, but let's go through the NFL slate altogether. I'm just going to kind of go through, like, just kind of really fast, and I'll tell you what I think. Um, Dallas, Washington football team, uh, Washington football team, four and a half point underdogs at home against Dallas. I kind of like the Washington football team. They are rolling right now. They've been playing really, really well. They've they're up their records up to six and six. The Cowboys they are they've been struggling uh, since Thanksgiving. Honestly, um, 
I I don't really know what's going on with the Cowboys. I still think the Cowboys win, but I like it at four and a half because you got that field goal there that you might be able to save yourself. Plus four and a half point dogs at home. This Washington football team, I do think is I do think they are at least formidable. I like their coach more so than Mike McCarthy as well. So I'm gonna take Washington football team. Tennessee, Jacksonville. Tennessee has been destroying Jacksonville for it's like a tale as old as time since I don't know, since Blake Bortles left. Um it's Tennessee minus eight and a half. Um or it what it opened at eleven. Now it's down to eight and a half. So a lot of money coming in on Jacksonville. I still like Tennessee. I know they don't have Derrick Henry, and I'm pretty sure AJ Brown might be out this week. I'll look at it real quick. Um AJ Brown is not on this injury report. Or no, he is, and he's definitely out. My bad. Um, even with AJ Brown out, I the thing is, is the is Jacksonville just like they find a way to beat themselves all the time. Eight and a half. I'll, I'm still laying with Tennessee. Um, over under 43 and a half, I'd probably take the over. I forgot to say, Dallas, Washington, I'd probably take uh, – it's at 48 points. I'd probably take the under on that since it's in Washington. Weather playing a, playing a factor there probably. I think there's going to be some long drives. We've seen Dallas's offense struggle of late, being able unable to really just like capitalize on drives. So I kind of like Washington football team. Again, four and a half in the – in the under, and I like the over 43 and a half in Tennessee and Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston. It's uh, Houston, or the spread's up to eight and a half. I like Seattle, they're coming off a really nice win over uh, the 49ers. I feel like this is now it's going to be like we see every freaking year with Seattle. They're going to get hot here late and make a run to perhaps maybe make that last wild card spot. Um, and Houston's just so bad. I like it at eight and a half just because I think they're going to win by multiple touchdowns. It seems like the Seahawks offense is is getting back into what we were used to seeing with with him and Tyler Lockett or Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett and and uh, D, uh, DK Metcalf. I do worry about their run game since they don't have Carson for the rest of the year. But in this game, I like I like Seattle uh, Raiders in Kansas City. Um, I bet last time. They played. I bet them. I was thinking it was a Sunday night game, and the Chiefs actually covered. They they're one of the worst teams the last couple of years when it comes to against the spread. This game it's up to minus ten. Raiders coming off a bad loss, really to at home to the Washington Football Team. Uh, they are five and seven against the spread. Both teams are five and seven against the spread. Kansas City two and five at home against the spread. Um, you, I. See, I'm, I avoided it because I I, I, I want to take Kansas City, but can you trust them? Like, you thought their offense was back, but last week their offense struggled in the second half uh, and, and almost allowed Denver to cover the spread. I think it was eight and a half or whatever. So if I had to choose, I'd probably take the Raiders. They know they had a bad – like, their, their loss against Kansas City at home was bad. They've won in Kansas City before, so I like the Raiders to cover 10 here. Uh, Saints – Oh, yeah, I already talked about the Saints and Jets. If Falcons and Carolina spreads at two and a half, I kind of like the Falcons here, which is why I'm avoiding it because I hate betting the Falcons. They're one of the worst teams to bet on because you just never know what you're going to get. Um, Over-unders at 41 and a half. I'd probably lean under because both those teams' offenses are so inconsistent and you just don't know what you're going to get. But I also could see some turnovers in there. Uh, Falcons' defense is actually not bad. 
along with Carolina's, I feel like the first team to 15 might win that game. So I would take the under 41 and a half. Um, Giants and Chargers. I like, uh, God, this, I avoided it too. Cause I, I mean, I know Mike Glennon's going to start for the Giants. So with that said, I'd probably take the Chargers, but man, like the Chargers, their team, like they come off a really nice win last week. I could see a huge letdown here. And even though that Mike Glennon's starting for the Giants, the Giants defense is really good. Um, but I probably in this, if, if Daniel Jones was, was playing, I would take the giants, but I I'm going to take the chargers here. If I were to play it over under is at 43, I'd probably take the over on that. Cause I think the chargers should put up 30 some points. So you're hoping the giants can put up at least 10. I don't know if they're going to do that against uh, the chargers, but you just never know with this chargers team, uh, lions, Denver, uh, this game, I think it's a huge letdown for the Lions after finally winning a game. I mean, the crowd in Detroit was celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl, uh, which was the most Lions thing ever. They are one of the best teams against the spread, though. They are 7-3, and three, I believe, according to what I'm looking at. Uh, Denver coming off, uh, you know, their offense was is much better than what we saw on Sunday Night Football. I think they're going to put up some points. I'll take Denver minus 10 and uh, – Take the under on that as well because I don't know if Detroit's going to score. So um, then we got San Francisco and Cincinnati, another game that I avoided because I just like I you can't I I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I went I went to college with Jimmy Garoppolo, but C- Cincinnati like they they they'll get these big wins and then have huge letdowns. They had a huge win last week, so I'm expecting a letdown. So I'm going to take the 49ers minus one and a half. They're a one and a half point favorite on the road. Um, so it opened at with Cincinnati um, as the favorite at home and it's moved to them being an underdog. So I think that's what the public, maybe I zig instead of zag and take the Bengals. Um, but uh, if I were to choose right now, I'd probably take the 49ers. So um, we got the Monday night game, which I didn't really talk about. Um, I guess I can dive into it a little bit. Um, we got Cardinals and Rams. Um, man, I like, you know, the Cardinals are two and a half point favorites at home. The Rams, I probably lean the Cardinals because the Rams, have they've really struggled to, I don't know, like they've struggled of late their last five games or so. Um, let me look. I'm looking at their schedule. Against the spread, especially they're one, two, three, four, five. They are one in five against the spread in their last six games, and their one win against the spread was last week against the Jaguars. They're two point favorites against Green Bay two weeks ago and lost by eight. They were three and a half point favorites against the 49ers uh, the game before. They lost by 20. <laughs> um, then you got the Titans. They got they got beat by the Titans on prime time. Um, they couldn't cover 17 against Houston and they couldn't cover 17 against Detroit. So even against bad teams, they failed to cover. So I kind of like uh, the Cardinals. They're playing much, they're playing much better. At least their offenses, um, you know, I, I, I think that game against green Bay was very telling. Um, I know they were at Lambeau field and the weather and all that. Matt Stafford's used to that weather though, from playing in the NFC North. So I don't, I don't know how much to really take into that. But those two losses, those three losses, one against the Titans, one against the San, the San Francisco 49ers and the Packers, very telling. Um, again, they they bounced back, got a really nice win against Jacksonville last week, so it doesn't really tell us much. Um, but they 
you know, this is a big game for the Rams um, to prove that they're the best team in the NFC. They, they've paid, they've went out and got guys to basically putting all their chips in. Like it's Super Bowl or bust for this team. Um, these two teams, I don't think, well, they played earlier in October and they lost 37 to 20. So, uh, you know, the Rams, they, they, if they have any kind of chip on their shoulder, they're looking to, to play better, but it's in at Arizona with the way Arizona played against the bears last week with that weather and everything. And Kyler Murray coming off, uh, you know, being out a couple weeks and he still looked pretty great. It's, I'll probably take the Cardinals if I'm taking the spread over under 51 and a half. I'll take the over on that. Give me that on Monday night football in a dome at Arizona. I like the, I like the over there 51 and a half. Um, yeah. So that's, that's Monday night football. Uh, that's the foot, NFL slate for week 14 guys somehow made it an hour. I did not expect to be here for an hour, but I just ranted and raved and ranted and raved about all kinds of shit. So if you guys take those picks, let me know. Um, I wrote down some college basketball games that I liked for Saturday because this podcast is coming out here on Friday evening. Um, tomorrow, so Saturday more Saturday morning throughout the day through the evening. I like Syracuse minus two and a half. I like Arkansas plus three and a half. I like Michigan State minus ten. I like Marquette plus five and a half. I like Saint Bonaventure plus four. And I like the over in Illinois, Arizona. I also like Illinois plus two. That's not my Illinois bias. I just think Illinois is better than Arizona. Deal with it. Kentucky minus three, Michigan minus 12, Cincinnati plus eight and a half, and Alabama plus two. So I uh, don't really have a lot of time to really go deep into that. I will say I like Michigan minus 12 the most. They're, going, they're playing at home against Minnesota, who's probably going to be the worst team in the Big Ten this year. Uh, so I, I, that would probably be my lock as far as my college basketball bets. Um, I guess if I had to pick another one, I like Cincinnati plus eight and a half against or at, they're at Xavier, which is literally just five or six miles down the road. They're right there in Ohio and Cincinnati. Um, so big rivalry game, eight and a half points. Cincinnati beat Illinois. I know Illinois is a complete different team than when they played uh, Cincinnati, but I do think Cincinnati is not a bad team like a lot of people expected. Uh, you could say the same thing about Marquette, who has played well. They 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 got they're hosting UCLA. It's going to be big. UCLA is coming on the road, or they're coming into Marquette as five and a half point favorites against a Marquette team that's been better than what m- many people expected. I'll take the Golden Eagles there. Uh, same thing with Arkansas, three and a half point dogs against who they're playing. Which off the top of my head, I do not know who they're playing, but they they have been a very good team, and they're three and a half point dogs going on the road. I'll take them because you're never going to get them. Uh, minus the points um, very often. So, um, yeah, that's about it, guys. Um, let me know if you have – if, if anyone has a, a lock, feel free to tweet at me, at Cody on tap, like I keep saying. Um, go follow on tap bets um, and uh, follow us along. Follow guys like Joey Ricotta at the Riot 326, Joe on tap, um, so at Joe on tap. Um, like I said, um, Chi Town uh, Locks. Um, who else? There's handful. Of, just go follow on Tap Bets on Twitter, and you'll see uh, who all is part of our crew and uh, making some plays. So, um, again, my name is Cody. Thank you guys uh, for listening. If you made it this far, I hope and pray to God you guys make some money this week. 
I hope and pray to God I make some money this week. I had a huge week last week, which means, which possibly means there's a letdown coming, but I'm feeling good. I'm going to take this confidence, ride it into NFL Sunday, hopefully make some money on my college basketball bets tomorrow. And right again, ride it into Sunday for the NFL slate. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, good luck. Happy gambling. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> I always wanted to say that on a podcast. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, crack them and uh, we'll see you next time.